everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Yo. Yo. Horror times. Oh, I just love this season for horror, quite honestly. I wish I could get to the theater more often. I uh, I love I the really theater. I really do. I Me do too. too. I really wish I could get to the theater more often, although I do still have my AMC gift card from my birthday <laughs> that you gave me. This so is got to so, use it at some point. <laughs> it's not related at all to horror, but I did see Bullet Train. Oh, and that was so much movie. So much fun in theater. I heard it and was good. You know what? From the words of Shannon Calder, the center of the movie could have used about a thirty-minute edit, <laughs> but they stuck the ending big time, <gasps> nice. and the cameos are flipping fantastic. <gasps> the ending is just the last like thirty-five minutes of the movie alone, and the first like hour is great but there's a half hour yeah it didn't need to be two hours and seven minutes yeah could have been in like an hour and 30 40 act two need an edit ladies and gentlemen well except the ending shocker no act yeah two act in the two middle. yes yes yeah mm-hmm. as it does act two is hard man though if you ever tried to write a movie act two is a rough one and as you can see the prof- professionals who are getting millions and millions of dollars to make movies struggle with it yeah. so you can only imagine any anywho any Uzi what's i have an article do tell well halloween ends yeah there is now and of course this was going to happen (laughs) there's a theory that there's a potential copycat killer Mm. that causes michael's return which we now know that means that they can go above and beyond later so the trailer for this is an article off screenrant.com the trailer for Halloween Ends suggests that a copy killer could cause Michael Myers' return. Halloween Ends will be the conclusion of the Legacy Reboot Trilogy. Directed by David Gordon Green, the trilogy takes place after John Carpenter's original. We all know this. The trailer seemingly holds the answer to the second question. It suggests that Michael Myers returns to Haddonfield four years later due to the presence of a copycat killer. Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode herself, has stated that Halloween Ends will make people very angry. Though whether this is due to a fake out involving the Michael Myers copycat or even Michael Myers death itself remains to be seen. Either way, the Halloween ends trailer all but confirms a Michael Myers copycat killer. Super. What do you feel about that? I feel that they can probably, I mean, what they're doing is they're, they're suggesting that the shape of his left hand seen in Halloween ends trailer just before he's confronted all of his digits are intact Mm -hmm. and so it suggests that at the beginning of Halloween ends they may not actually be Michael Myers because he lost a couple of his fingers so uh, I mean I just hope it doesn't become (laughs) this like focus and it deviates from Halloween ends just so they can continue yeah I hope they just focus on that because this is the end of Lori I know I have. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like the only way is down. I don't know. I do not Jeez, have. Man, I do not have positive expectations. I know. I mean, the only positive expectation I have is that we'll have more Lori in this one because she was barely in Halloween Kills. So that's the way they could truly disappoint you, is that she's less. Is she's just not that much in it, yeah, or that it would not, you know, wrap her F sto- off. <laughs> wrap up her story effectively would probably piss you off too. Mm-hmm. So it could be a medium movie if they gave you enough Lori. 
I'm just trying to lower expectations. Yeah, I mean, that's all I want. I just want more Lori in this one. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to lower expectations, but I am. Because I, I mean, because I have pretty low expectations. I wanted to mention that Netflix is currently hard at work on Black Mirror Season 6. Oh, wow. Mm. With production reportedly underway. So we'll see. The site notes, I guess, on Deadline, it says that they're they're reporting that Netflix is keeping pretty quiet on casting and the details about Delaney's role. So Rob Delaney, I guess, has been has joined the cast and they've been, you know, he's in the dystopian anthology, but they aren't saying much. So previously announced are Rory Culkin. Let me see if I recognize any of these other names. Josh Hartnett, I recognize. Wow. Hayek, I recognize. Aaron Paul, I recognize. Mm. Oh. And a bunch of other people Josh that they've Hartnett, listed. Really? Mm-hmm. We hear that it will have more than three episodes. As you recall, season five only had three episodes in the summer of 2019. So I guess it's going to be a bigger a bigger season than that. It's created by Charlie Brooker, as you remember. And so... I guess we shall see. I I'm hopeful. They took a long time, right? COVID. They took a break. You know, they took the COVID off. So here we are, back, back doing it. So hopefully that was enough creative time. Yeah, for them to feel new and invigorated. They certainly have attracted a lot of great casts. So and I, you know, Rory Culkin's been hitting it out of the park in other things. Yeah, he's now. great. He's really come into his own in the last few years. So that's a that's a great pull. So we'll see. Yeah, he did a, a really great performance in Waco. I know. I Agreed. think that kind of reacclaimed him. Agreed. So in September, the movies that are coming to Shudder, I'm going to talk. I didn't quite get to all of the Shudder originals from August in our last episode because we just had too much to talk about. <laughs> so I have a couple more to talk about. She all saw her face. Turn. In a few minutes. Yeah. I want to talk about the ones that are coming up, though. So. Who Invited Them is a horror comedy, and I've seen it. It's got a home invasion horror storyline, and I've seen it, but I'll talk about it with the rest of the Shutter originals at the end of the month. I'm sorry, not a comedy. <clears throat> I'll say that much. Not a comedy. It says horror comedy. That's why I programmed it in the Discord to watch, because I thought, oh, something light. No. Mm-mm. It's not. Nope, not funny at all, even though Dax Shepard is in it. I like him. I do, too. Salum. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. S-A-L-O-U-M, September 8th. That looks good. That's a, a Senegalese thriller. Oh, that's a, this, that was a whole mouthful. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it appeared at the Toronto International Film Festival originally, so I'm looking forward to that. It's been in other festivals like Fantastic Fest, which is a horror festival, et cetera. Uh, September 15th, Speak No Evil. So that's an interesting one. That's a Danish one. That's a It's a Dutch movie, and I... I end up usually liking their sensibility. So we'll see they're on vacation in Tuscany and you know, things happen. Things happen. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called sissy, which I have programmed in our discord for the end of the month, September 29th. And this looks good to me. It's like teen best friends. And 12 years later, they randomly bump into each other and you know, one's a social media influencer and they invite, you know, the other one invites her for the bachelorette weekend at the remote cabin in the woods. Shit always happens. We know how that's going to go. So we'll see about that. 
Raven's Hollow on September 22nd, which looks to be, it follows the author Edgar Allan Poe (laughs) and four other cadets on a training exercise where they quickly draw into gruesome and disturbing discovery. This was a Fright Fest 2022 offering as well. So it's got Poe as the lead character. So obviously a period piece. I mean, you know, might be interesting. I don't know how much it's based on reality or not, but. Then there's this really disturbing one called Flux Gourmet, September 15th. Anytime there's like food in a title, I'm like, are we going cannibalism? I don't know. It's called Gorgeously Weird, so you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a group of eccentric and experimental artists known for their strange performances and sounds with food. Oh. Oh. Otherwise known as... Sonic catering. Yes, I've heard of this. They take up residency. When an outsider is given a job to record the daily rituals of the group, ew, he soon finds himself becoming part of their collective. He experiences the dysfunctionality of the group and how they must understand. answer its leader, Jan Stevens. As secrets and discoveries unfold, strange journey, dark humor, bizarre 70s-inspired imagery... It's a Peter Strickland film, for those of you who know that filmmaker. So it's going to be, you know, odd. And I don't have no idea if it's going to succeed in its oddness, because that can be really delightful Uh and also go very poorly. So we shall see. Okay. Yeah. So that's what uh, Shudder's dropping as far as originals in September. So check them out. Okay. I believe Mm -hmm. we have a little something that we like to call <laughs> That's Horror Facts with Calf. For those of you who don't know, we're going to do our trivia game. Everybody likes a little Horror Facts with Calf. Shit, yeah, we do. Number one. Mm. What children's product is outlawed in Hollywood on Halloween? <laughs> okay. That's... Interesting. Number two. The Capuchin Catacombs. Bless you. Are located in the city of Palermo, which is the capital of Sicily. There are approximately how many corpses dating (laughs) from 1500s to 1920? The additional question (laughs) on top of how many are there? Uh How old is the youngest corpse? Ugh. Yuck. You and your corpses. Mm, horror facts with Kath. Mm-hmm. Number three. What is boanthropy? Okay. Number- the history of bowed legs. <laughs> oh my God. We can just stop here. You know it all. I know, right? I know all the answers. The end. I win. Number four. of the ocean remains unexplored to this day, mostly due to the fact that the deepest part of the ocean is approximately how many feet deep? Mm, Yuck. I don't even want to think about it, but okay. That's frightening. I know. Number five is true or false. You get a 50-50 on this. (laughs) I just throw a fair one in. Oh, right. True or false. Dennis Rader deemed himself the BTK killer. Got it. Well, that's exciting. Lord have mercy. 
on my soul. I don't know how many of those I know. I, I mostly just guess, but you never know. Sometimes my guesses are pretty good. They are. We'll see. <laughs> sometimes you're like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the answer. But sometimes, I mean, literally, I'm, you know, guessing is a percentage, right? <laughs> Correct. We, we can get things right from guessing. So if you don't know guess, I guess is the idea. I saw the movie They, Them. That my damn Peacock app won't let me play it. Oh, that's such a bummer. I know. I've tried four times to get oh. in and I've wanted to see it because I know there's a lot of controversy around it and I trust your opinion. So I'd like to hear what you have to say. So They Them is a 2022 movie you guys have probably heard of and maybe you've seen and I, I'm interested in your all's opinion of it as well. But it's a horror mystery thriller starring Kevin Bacon, who I love. Me too. It's uh, Actually, I love a lot of people in that cast. I would say the actors are good. It deserves a lot of credit for the cast because the cast is really good and they do deliver with what they were given. Um, uh, I think it's um, Theo Germain. Who okay. plays Jordan in the movie? Yeah, I don't remember the character name. They were but... on um, the series The Politician. Uh huh. Awesome. Like, I'm just glad to see some of these names pop up I haven't seen in a while, but I'm, I love a lot of this cast. So, oh, yeah, the actors are great. I've got no issue with that. I think they carried the movie. Carrie Preston and mm-hmm. a lot of people. Austin Crude's hilarious. You know, he's a funny kiddo. So, Kevin Bacon plays Owen Whistler in this slasher horror film set at an LGBTQIA plus conversion camp. Several queer campers join Whistler for a week of programming intended to help them find a new sense of freedom, quote unquote. As the camp's methods become increasingly more psychologically unsettling, the campers must work together to protect themselves. When an unidentified axe murder starts claiming victims, things get even more dangerous. So in another installment of Let's Hit Ourselves Over the Head with a Message, (laughs) we have the movie They Them. Oh, boy. Okay. I really do want you to see this because I think you're really going to hate I, it. I've got to get it on my list. I think you're really going to hate it. i got to try to get it playing. And i got to hear okay. I got to hear the hate. I think I'm going to hate it. Because Kathy why. brings the hate and we enjoy it. Tell me about it. So it's messy, for one. The story is messy. We, we have these kids arrive at the camp. It's like, which is great. It's like any camp horror movie, right? Only we got this extra layer of contemporary cultural issues. Conversion camps, for Christ's sake. How, what's more awful than that? Honestly, there's a lot of things. This movie? But this movie <laughs> might be, yeah. You're absolutely right. But um, I love the premise. I thought, ooh, this is going to be getting good. And Kevin Bacon, you know, I thought, wow. But then it's like a slasher horror film. So then I'm like, oh, hmm, hmm. And for the first half of the movie, or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just making up how long it lasted. But for a chunk of the movie, you got these kids arriving at a camp. You're thinking, horror summer slasher. Only with the conversion layer. They arrive. They've all got their issues. Some of them are actually very self-hating about their orientation. And so we've got that presented. There's uh, one kid, definitely, uh, I believe the kid that, that plays Theo, who, and I'm assuming they're not kids in real life, but they're kids in the movie, so I'm calling them kids, who's perfectly fine in themselves, fine in their orientation, confident in themselves, at least outwardly, all those things. You've got, you've got sort of these tropes represented in the queer community. 
the ones who are self-hating and there's one so these really broad generalized tropes of who the LGBT community is made up of in in teen world now I have to say I work with every day I'm supervising folks who are working with kids grappling with their yeah. gender identity, gender mm-hmm. expression, gender preferences, sexual preference, like all the things. I work in a gender affirming program, so I have a very felt sense, not as a person, as part of the LGBT community, but as a person who works with that every day and sees who they are and 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 tries to understand their experiences. So to me, the people represented they had sort of the flamboyant gay kid. They mm-hmm. had like it's not that they don't exist. It's tropes. Not, it's not that these tropes don't exist. That's where tropes come from. Uh, ugh, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. like. I didn't like how like overly stereotyped. So stereotypical. Yeah, the stereotypes come from somewhere. I just. But feel we don't like need to. We way... don't need to whack people over the head with them to understand that they're queer. I feel like there's a. Why finesse. can't they just be queer? Yeah, like I don't mind a flamboyant. Of gay course kid. not. Of course not. But this and is I don't... this was the issue with Will and Grace. It's yeah. like it was only funny because we had Jack who was so gay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, these are the reason why we look back on shows like this and go, "Okay, Will and Grace to this day is actually." I mean, yes, it's still funny if you can find it funny, but it's also offensive. Got it. You know, and I think that's maybe that's what you're saying is just like it's so overt. It's like there's there's a continuum, folks. Yeah. The difference is that this isn't funny for one. Right. That's for sure. And it's not supposed to be. And it's not supposed to be funny. And here's the thing I will say is all these actors are great. Mm -hmm. They 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 did a great job. And I felt they made an exceptional effort at being authentic having them be real people get trying to get away from that kind of tropey feeling and stereotypes and all of that. So there was a balance met there. I'm not saying it came off entirely awful because the actors were good. And I really credit the actors because the characters I didn't feel were that well developed. That's just my feeling anyway. So halfway through it turns into a slasher and then I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then, then like, if I could get rid of it, like, then I could enjoy the slasher, but uh, it was just a fucking mess, man. Again, I was disappointed because I love Kevin Bacon. The thing I would say about Kevin's portrayal is that it's this interesting character, which I wish they would have leaned into a little bit more because I did not expect this take on it. But what they have him do is pretend the whole first chunk of the movie like he is the kindest, most supportive person of this marginalized you know community and that this conversion camp isn't actually a conversion camp it's just a way to find more of yourself and all this and because Kevin Bacon is such a good actor he kind of pulls it off and you're watching him and you're going oh shit they're going the route of psychopath they're really going the route of manipulating these kids into believing that this is a that this is like gonna be a safe place, yeah. And then, of course, we slowly find out that it's not. And when we are slowly finding out that it's not a safe place, then it becomes this slasher movie. And I don't want to give away the ending, so I just feel like they turned on a dime into this slasher thing when 
there could have been this build of his character and this mani- slow manipulation and how that could have been that could yeah. have been an amazing analogy for what these particular kids may have sustained if they were real people yeah that's my thought i'm gonna do my best to watch it by Please. the time we record next i gotta figure and if out you what's feel differently on. than me i would be very interested no in I, that. i'm i probably won't honestly but you'll have another layer to add so yeah i'll be looking forward to that okay we watched a movie called The Innocence from 2021, mm-hmm. Norwegian film. Four yeah. children become friends during the summer holidays and out of sight of the adults, they discover they have hidden powers. While exploring their newfound abilities in the nearby forests and playgrounds, their innocent play takes a dark turn and strange things begin to happen. Who man. I don't think I've seen a movie, a horror film or a psychological thriller with children in it in a long time that felt, and maybe because it's Norwegian, so many of them are so, for lack of better words, Hollywood and surfaced and basic. And this one really got me. I thought it was a really good film. I think that there were so many layers to the different metaphors. I know we'd watched this on the Discord, so we had a lot of people chiming in saying similar things. Mm -hmm. But first of all, the idea of, you know, parents think they know their kids. (laughs) So in the absence of them, they... They just assume that they know what's going on. Of course. Also, I've said this a lot in just other domains where I've said, you know, there's this belief that children are innocent. Children are not innocent. That is a complete projection. So the idea that, you know, just there's a difference between a normal, healthy amount of mischief and a child who literally is troubled or psychopathic or... And then also, I think just the mysticism of children and the things that they're able to tap into that adults, you know, that fall from innocence into experience that we sort of lose. That's why I think we see movies where the children can see the ghosts and the adults cannot see the ghosts. It's like they're just animals also. There's an innocence they're attuned to it. I was, this movie hurt. And, and when I say that, I mean, it was just so uncomfortable, but not in a shock value way the performances by these kids, not a lot of dialogue. It was very powerful and very disturbing, but in a really, really, really artistic and I think incredible way. And I think most people, I don't want to speak for everybody, but most of us who watched it, I think enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, this was the second time I had seen it. I had actually already seen this movie and I was glad that everyone else was going to see it too, because uh, it's one of those ones that's up there kind of like with Goodnight Mommy and these, uh, which is an Australian, I mean, uh, sorry, an Austrian psychological horror film with kids at the center of it. And there's a couple of other ones with children psychopaths that I think just rise above what we are used to with like, the classics, the omen and, and all of that, which I, which I enjoy thoroughly, but these are this, this day and age of horror is much more psychological. And I really appreciate that. And I really like this movie. It's, it's a really, I think a very interesting take on, you know, the origin story of a superhero basically. Yeah. I like that you, you added that at the end when we were all online. Yeah. I didn't want to say that in the middle because I thought I, that's, it's very true. That's going to make people think a certain way. And I I don't like to spoil things and I don't like to, you know, influence the people watching it. And because I had seen it before, I kind of kept my mouth shut. The performances were unbelievable. The kids were amazing. 
Those kids were really phenomenal. And, and I loved watching the way you guys were watching it because what it happens, which is amazing in this film is that the way you feel about these children, because I want you guys to see it, each one of them independently and their behaviors, the way you feel about them the first 30 or 45 minutes is very different than the way you feel about them the next 30 or 45 minutes. There's like, there are character reveals in this and it's very much a character art as opposed to a plot arc. There is plot, of course, but there's this emotional character arc that happens and these psychopathic psychopathic traits in certain ones and not in others and, and all of this. And then there is this idea of it shows you sort of the journey of how kids can be broken and what might happen when they get broken. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I liked it. And I was happy to watch it a second time. Although happy is probably not the word for it. It's a good one though. You saw the watcher and I finally saw it. Mm -hmm. It's a 2022 mystery thriller, and it was on Shutter in August, I believe it was. So also a female director, Chloe Akunos. I thought it was a solid movie in the sense that it was like this moody, slow thriller with like a really heavy side of gaslighting, a la like Rear Window. Mm. There's a male that's, that's kind of gaslighting in this movie, although... I know it can be interpreted a couple of different ways, but like for me, anytime someone tries to deny your perspective or reality or your version of things, even if you're cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs, yeah, that's like a gaslighting thing. Totally. There are ways, you know, we know this in our jobs. There are ways to help and support and understand and validate and listen to someone even without agreeing to right. their version of events. That's right. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. And a lot of writers don't know how to portray that. So I don't even know. I don't really know what the... Intention. Intention was there, but yeah. there was a little gaslighting to me, which was appropriate in this situation because it's basically like she sees some things or, or has a, a certain perspective on things and and the guy she lives with is like, no. <laughs> and then everybody else is like, mm, no. But for me, it was pretty, like it was solid. I, I didn't, you know, love her. I didn't love her, hate it. It was honestly, okay. It was, it was okay. You know, it was, yeah, it was a fun watch. watch. Yeah. There were some yep. good moments. And if you like Rear Window or movies like that, where you've got like the isolated person that feels like they're slowly going nuts and no one believes them, that's that's the vibe. And lastly, I just say, you know, I, I'm watching, going back, especially during Halloween season and watching just some of the old uh, classics. And I went back and watched, um, you know, The Dead Zone nice. with Christopher Walken, 1983, Stephen King, David Cronenberg. It just, it still stands. It's, it's, a, it's really a fun movie. If, if you've never seen it before, a man awakens from a coma to discover he has psychic ability and just all the different events. The whole idea is it's like really around trying to control death, which we've talked yeah. about in the Final Fantasy series and things. But The Dead Zone is this area that he cannot control or change the dimensions. So the dead zone is the one area of the story that it's like, shit, I can't switch that. And that means this bad thing might happen. And Christopher Walken struggle through that and what he, how he chooses to use that and how he chooses to be selfless at times and put himself in danger to stop something really bad from happening. But it's very suspenseful. And I think it still, it still holds. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it too. And I have always liked it. 
And I liked the book many millions of years ago, but I would have to reread it to even know the correlations. But I really like Christopher Walken. I would say for the contemporary movie viewer, you will find that it's not that horrifying. In other words, there's not no. like a horror element. So don't no. go into it. It's thinking. more sci-fi, I think. Correct. I mean, I agree. It's uh, just for those of you who might be younger and not seen a lot of these old ones is it's you will experience it probably as being kind of slow and not too much like it's very psychological and sci-fi but it's also not that scary or horrific type of thing you'd be going into it to watch a classic to watch a cold environment horror movie if you like cold but it's not outwardly horrific like not like a lot of the things that Kathy will bring to the show like lots of gore and Mm-mm. fun campy slasher type stuff like this is not her usual no watch so don't think it's that but it's yep. definitely worth a watch if you're if you want to have a full breadth of like the history of horror yeah <laughs> it's it's one of those ones and I've been to that uh I've been to the gazebo it's oh it's nice kind of near like Niagara Falls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. I'll just mention super quick before we get to the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The last uh, August Shudder movie was a movie called What Josiah Saw. And it's from 2021. And it got pretty good reviews. Like a lot of people dug it, I guess. And I will say that the acting was really good. But I can't really recommend this movie it's dark it's depressing i i got lost in it like i didn't i couldn't hold my own Mm. watching it i don't know if it was a mood or a day or whatever like a lot of people think this is a solid watch but a family with buried secrets reunited a farmhouse after two decades to pay for their past sins and it's just kind of brutal Mm. and i ugh got that southern gothic feel to it if you like that sort of thing it's sick it's twisted it's unsettling it's more drama than horror in my opinion it's like i said it's gotten some good reviews and the acting is you know spot on but i just lost consciousness okay (laughs) so let's get to (laughs) number one what children's product is outlawed in hollywood on halloween I can't think of any product. I was thinking like maybe there's areas where people are not allowed to go to door to door anymore, but no, it's actually silly string. Oh yeah. Why do we know? I don't know. I think it just between it being a mess. Yeah. I mean, I can make up shit cause yeah, nobody wants Toxic. that all over and it ruins paint and stuff, but interesting. Maybe kids were eating it. Maybe they were eating cause it. Cause you know, they do that. Number two, the Capuchin Catacombs are located in the city of Palermo. <laughs> Sorry. You've never heard of a Capuchin monkey before? I just, the way you say Capuchin. it is pretty funny. Capuchin. Capuchin. <laughs> Capital Sicily. There are approximately how many corpses dating from 1500 to 1920? And then how old is the youngest corpse? Mm, uh, 932 corpses. 8,000. <laughs> yeah. See, I went small this time. Yeah. Uh, six years old. So this is really creepy. No, the last to be laid to rest in the catacombs of the Capuchin was a two-year-old Rosalia Lombardo, known as Sleeping Beauty, due to her face being calm in expression. 
Yuck. Yuck. Yeah, that's gross. Number three, what is boanthropy? And it's not the study of bow leg. The condition of having bow legs. It's not the condition of having bow legs. It is a psychological disorder in which a human believes that they themselves have legs. to be a cow. <laughs> okay. Bovine. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Ah, number four. (laughs) We did that. The deepest part of the ocean is approximately how many feet deep? This is why more than 80% of the ocean has been undiscovered or unexplored. 60 miles deep. Can you give me feet? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope. 36,200 feet. Okay. I can translate that into miles. (laughs) 36,200 feet. You huh? said, how many miles did you say? I said 60. Feet to miles. Let's do this. She's right. converting on Google real quick, which I really appreciate. 6.8 miles. Oh, okay. I, I so, overshot that And I did 36,000, so over seven miles down. That's a that's a far, damn. A long, long way. And then true or false, Dennis Rader deemed himself the BTK killer. True. True. The moniker came after the communication with the press. Yeah. I remember. I mean, not remember, but when I read about it, I, I remember. Oh, shut that. up! No, because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Gave himself his own name because he wanted to be famous. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. Follow our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. Consider becoming a patron to support us. We very, very much appreciate you. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.